one way. We're only going forward. Mm -hmm. So let's figure out what, I don't love to use the phrase like the new normal because especially when you're postpartum, there are things that are changing. Like the whole first year of postpartum is pretty much recovery. We get this like green light at six weeks, which I could talk about forever and ever. Um, But really you're healing from a really huge thing. And you mentioned the word traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can have a very uncomplicated, and I'm going to put that in quotes too, because there is nothing uncomplicated about a human exiting a body, whatever way it comes out. But it's a traumatic experience from not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a traumatic, like mentally, but trauma to the body Mm is 100%. Like a birth, whatever way it comes out, it is a traumatic experience. So let's figure out how to move on from that traumatic experience, heal the injury, and, and learn how to work with maybe the limitations that we're now dealing with. Hey, welcome back to the Bent on Better podcast. It's your host, Matt and Lynn April, and we're here at Bent on Better HQ. And today we're going to be talking about a really powerful, important topic that we know that a lot of our viewers and listeners, members, all can benefit from. So it's not just one particular audience, but we're going to talk about prenatal and postnatal fitness, but more specifically, how to make sure that we're taking care of your body after you've been through a tra- traumatic experience like get written. Growing and birthing a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty traumatic. So, so Lynn, I have, I have a bunch of questions that I wanted to ask. Ooh, and, um, okay. And so, you know, I think it's important to, to highlight for people who are listening and watching, the answers given here aren't medical advice. They, no. By no means. Of course, no. speak with your medical professional. Uh, more importantly, speak with not only your doctor and your healthcare professional, but also a pelvic floor physical therapist, which I think Ooh. we'll insert here as well. Let's just kick this off with, if you have had a child, please see a pelvic floor PT. How about that? What's there important about seeing a pelvic floor PT instead of just a regular physical therapist or yeah. a doctor? Great question. So doctors are wonderful, especially when we're talking about like, you know, in the OBGYN helping you during your pregnancy and postpartum. Um, their job is to sometimes help you get pregnant, help you stay pregnant, help you be pregnant, and then help you get the baby out. And then their job is done, right? And we're not faulting them for ending it there because their specialty is all of those things that I just named, Mm -hmm. right? So once they're done, we need something after that. And unfortunately in America, there isn't really anything. And so part of what, um, what I do as a pre and postnatal coach is kind of be this like bridge between what we have and what we have. So what we have is an OBGYN, what we also have are pelvic PTs. And I'm trying to be this like bridge between, between those things. So a pelvic PT or pelvic floor PT, they can be named different things. Let's clarify here pelvic floor physical, physical therapist. There's a difference between a PT, like a personal trainer and yeah. a PT, like and a, PT, a physical, like a physical therapist. therapist. So there Very are physical different. therapists who people go to for shoulder injuries, knee injuries, back injuries, things like that. 
pelvic floor physical therapists are specifically trained in the pelvic floor. Um, and my understanding is that all PTs kind of get like a crash course on the pel- on the pelvic floor. Okay. But I know from being close with my pelvic PT, Teresa, that this is a specialized uh, certification degree, whatever. Yeah, focus and concentration, focus. yeah. Yes. Um, so this person is is trained in just this one particular muscle. Hmm. Yeah. So, well, let's, let me interrupt you here. What makes you more of the authority in this field than, than just like, let's just say me or like Nick who understands that there is a pelvic floor and then we have a core and we need to brace it. What gives you, what gives you a little more of a authority to, to speak on this? Yeah. So I have a, my, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, so mm-hmm. a PT personal trainer, Yes. but I spent 45 hours, um, getting a certification in pre and postnatal fitness, which is very heavily focused on the pelvic floor and the core and the demands that are, uh, that are on the core during pregnancy, postpartum, that kind of thing, because things change. Um, so that's my focus. But- and you're also a mother of Two. I do have some personal experience in the pre and postnatal world. Yes. Correct. Yes. Because you've gone through it. Because I've gone and through it. You've gone through the journey of it all too. It's not just, it wasn't just the natural way of, of having children. We went through fertility treatments mm-hmm. for our first son. And so we went through the whole gamut of doctors and experiences and everything that you went through physically for that mm-hmm. to have Joey and then, mm-hmm. and then going through the natural route for Johnny and then having him a natural birth for it for both boys like that's Mm-mm, all not great. a natural birth don't oh, no no let's clarify this. they're all natural unless it comes out of your butt okay got they're it. all natural okay got it got it got it i did Damn. get an epidural too so mm-hmm. good <laughs> okay now what where do we now you made me lose my train of thought well so continue so some of the questions we have for what makes you the authority but we've already addressed what makes you the authority so now then the questions are from women who are like eager to get back to it, right? They, they live this life of like, oh, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning or 5 a.m. in the morning to do my workouts before pregnancy and then I had baby and done with being pregnant and now I'm ready to get back to it. I want to get back to it. I, I want to get my body back. I want to lose the baby weight. What, do you, what, do you, what would you say to those, to those moms? Okay, so first of all, I, I know I've said this in one of our podcasts somewhere that the baby weight is gone when the baby comes out. So that is your baby weight. Your baby weight is the weight that your baby is taking up. Whatever is left on your body is not baby weight. That is what you needed to build and sustain life. And then if you decide to breastfeed, that's something that can help you do that because fat stores help for with breast milk production and things like that. Um, well, let's clarify. That's very important for the health of not only you, but of the baby as well mm-hmm. to right. make sure that we have excess amounts of body fat so you can help with the hormone production that's required to produce the milk. If to that's feed what the you baby. choose to do. If that's what if you, that's choose, what to you do. choose to do. Yes. Right. So we have to prioritize your health, baby's health. And I also don't like that phrase that you mentioned. I know you mentioned it on purpose of getting your body back because there is no going back, right? We're just going forward. We've now had a baby. We now have another life to take care of. You don't just have this baby and, you know, it, it raises itself, right? Like you know, you now have this responsibility that takes up probably more time than you've ever de- dedicated to yourself for somebody else. Yes. And if I can add something before we continue, yes, 
I always tell people when we're talking about fitness and looking back for, especially the moms who said they want to get back to something mm-hmm. like that, or they, or they used to do this, or they used to do that, or this workout program, or they used to be able to do whatever it was. I always say, when you're driving in your car, let's say we're going from Westchester to King of Prussia, and if you're driving your car to King of Prussia, and you're on the highway, you're on 202, and you're taking 202 north, you're going the whole way, probably going 55 miles per hour because that's the speed limit, right? Not going over that, everything's safe. You're going that way. You are not staring at the mirror behind you. You're not looking over your shoulder, looking behind you. The on while you're going 55 miles per hour at the speed of which it is to raise a, chil- a child or children. You're not looking back at the road behind you. You're looking forward to see that pothole coming up so you can move out of the way. Maybe you look back in your rearview mirror to see what you've been able to overcome, but you're not looking back thinking I should go back that way because I'm going to King of Prussia. Mm-hmm. No, you're going <laughs> to King of Prussia. From Westchester. So you're going that route and staying that route. Mm-hmm. So right. Continue. Yeah. So there is only one way. We're only going forward. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out what, I don't love to use the phrase like the new normal because especially when you're postpartum, there are things that are changing. Like the whole first year of postpartum is pretty much recovery. It, we get this like green light at six weeks, which I could talk about forever and ever. Um, But really, you're healing from a really huge thing. And you mentioned the word traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can have a very uncomplicated, and I'm going to put that in quotes too, because there is nothing uncomplicated about a human exiting a body, whatever way it comes out. But it's a traumatic experience from not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a traumatic, like mentally, but trauma to the body is 100%. Like a birth, whatever way it comes out, it is a traumatic experience. So let's figure out how to move on from that traumatic experience, heal the injury, and and learn how to work with maybe the limitations that we're now dealing with, um, that we're gonna maybe, maybe deal with for the rest of our life. Because this is now the body we have. We decided to have children and everything that is behind is no longer because mm-hmm. we've, we've done this traumatic thing to it and let's move on from that and yeah. figure out what that looks like. So good. So when we're talking about moving on, some of the things that people ask us frequently and, and it, the question is like, how soon should I get back? Or I've been out and like, it's always with this goal of, I used to do this, so I'm ready to get back to it. Or I'm used to do that, so I'm ready to get to here. Or I, I was this way and I want to get back to what it was. Or um, I, I, I've done this and now I'm looking maybe even just to move forward. So some of the questions that we have here are the questions that we want to present to not only you for the answers, but also to our members and to the listeners and the people who are watching and being attention. But when you're ref- I want you to reframe, we, we want to help moms specifically reframe their thoughts and by asking these questions okay. to your themselves, mm-hmm. right? So um, we're not going to look for the answers from us. We're going to look for the answers from the from the women who are watching and listening. Right. So things like, are you getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Before you decide whether or not to get back into a fitness regimen, before you decide to start working out or start running or change anything with your lifestyle after having a child, is are you getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. That should be a top top question for you. And we've talked about this before in other podcasts, like the, how important sleep is to recovery and building muscle and things like that. And within those first six weeks, like we're not trying to build any muscle, right? Right. We've got, we are healing from a major 
medical event, mm-hmm. right? And so we need to make sure that we're honoring that and putting things first, like ourselves and our baby and trying to get sleep. And I know it's so, it's so hard to sleep after you have a baby because you're, you're getting woken up. You have, maybe you're dealing with a cesarean section, um, wound and you're healing from that and you've got pain. Um, there's, and everybody's experience is different. There's always, you're, you're going to be dealing with something in that, in that postpartum time that is holding you back from getting really good quality sleep for sure. No matter what. Yes. So prioritizing sleep is going to be number one recommendation from us, but also a question that you need to ask yourself when you feel like you're ready to get back into fitness. Another one, a really good question is, are you keeping hydrated? And that's something we talk about with our members anyway. Mm-hmm. But as a new parent, as a, as a new mom, are you, another question you should be asking yourself before you decide I'm ready to get back to fitness. And that's a definite answer. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, are you getting enough sleep? Okay. Check about, are you also, are you getting enough hydration? Are you mm-hmm. hydrating? Are you actually drinking more than enough water to make sure that you're taking care of the bodily functions you need, but also that the baby needs? Right. Are you eating enough of nourishing foods. We talk about the 80-20 rule all the time here at Benson Better, where 80% of the time should be healthy, whole, natural, real good foods that are high in nutrition, that are gonna help us with recovery and all the different areas of our life. And then 20% is the things that make our souls happy, that makes our belly or our taste buds happy, right? The Oreos. Love me some Oreos. The jelly beans, <laughs> the things like that, and everything in between. The 20 rules. So are you getting enough nourishing foods that are going to help you with your recovery and with healing from the traumas that you have put yourself through? How are your relationships and your support? Oh That's my a gosh. Major one, so right? big. Mm-hmm. If you have any goal in mind, fitness goal in mind, whether you're a new mom getting back into fitness or you're a, a grand grandfather who has, was an athlete at a younger age and has been out of it for years. Do you have the support from friends and family to be on this new journey or this next chapter of your journey. Mm-hmm. And that's a real question for everyone, no matter where you are with your background. Yeah, definitely. I know that for us, speaking from experience, we have been able to accomplish the levels of fitness that we have because we live that life of fitness. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we talked about with what, what I talk about with new members when they start is this idea of changing your identity by starting with your habits and your behaviors. So the things that we do on a regular basis, looking at your habits of what you do day in and day out and behaviors that happen and happen uh, naturally for you, those are the things that create your identity. So for us, we identify as people who are everyday athletes, people who are fitness people because we live a lifestyle of such and we speak in fitness, we work in fitness, we talk in fitness, but our relationship is built with fitness as a part of it. And that support system for you and for me, you come home today, this morning, you came home today and you were like, I top racked 244 and you did squats, right? And then the other day when you do your, your get-ups, yeah. you the get-ups of the 44, like you came home and said this when I first woke up, like I'm still like getting the, <laughs> getting the crust out of my eyes and like drinking my water, like heating my coffee up. And you're like, already tell me about what you've accomplished at the yeah. gym today because you are an early riser and you do that, yeah, right? So those exactly. are questions. Other ones that we need to go over are things like, how are your mental health? Like, how are you dealing mentally? Or do you have anxiety, depression? Can you speak on that for a little, just a quick moment? Like how you dealt with it for both boys? Yeah. How, so how that's I, big thing? I really struggled after both kids. Um, with Joey, I kind of was prepared. Well, I was a little, I, I knew about postpartum de- depression and anxiety and I kind of thought maybe it might 
it's on my radar. Um, and then when it hit me, it was kind of like a slow burn. I kind of was like eh, going downhill. And then one day I was like, huh, I think I need some help. And then with Johnny, I was feeling a whole lot different during that pregnancy for a whole, a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, but after that, I felt different. I felt really good, but I knew I'm very, I'm, I'm susceptible to this happening again. And what do you know? It happened the same. It was like three and a half weeks. It happened Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really like to make sure that, that when someone wants to come work with me, that we're, we're answering all these questions. We're making sure that we're in a good headspace, that we're making sure that we've got support at home and even support within, like, why are you doing this? What, what's the reason? What are we, what do you want to accomplish? Is this, do we just want to move? Do we have eventual goals down the line? Things like that. These yeah. are all questions that I, that we ask our reg, our regular adult members, but we ask them differently when we're working with that pre and postnatal population. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then some other le- leftover ones we have here that are, are, are very important to ask yourself when you're getting back into fitness is how long did you go through your pregnancy and what kind of uh, way did your child enter this world, right? Mm-hmm. So was it through the... Uh, was it vaginal, vaginal or was it cesarean, cesarean section, section, right? Like, so those are two completely different recoveries. And I've had two vaginal births and they were both very different from each other, right? And so sometimes we have to remember that it's not just like a, a cookie cutter, uh, like, okay, you had the baby and now it's been six weeks. Okay. And now you should be able to start working out again. Okay. And you should be able to do this, this, and this, and get back to what you were doing before. It's, it's a very nuanced, uh, system and nuanced, uh, that's the word I'm looking for process. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's why I love my certification is because I'm able to talk to one mom who is, you know, she's in her third pregnancy versus one mom who is recovering from her first pregnancy. And this one has had two vaginal births and she's getting ready to have a C-section. And then this one has had a C-section. And I, I love being able to kind of like go back and forth between all of these different moms and all of these different experiences and kind of like build my repertoire as a coach and working with all kinds of different situations and, um, you know, helping, helping women get back to what they love to do in a, in a way that protects them and, and protects the body that, that they have forever. Because this is, I mean, yeah, you raise your children, they, they grow up and, and you continue to raise them, but you're stuck with this body that has gone through these traumatic things and like, let's care for it. Let's treat it with respect. Let's honor it and, and help it figure out what, what it looks like going forward as we, you know, grow in motherhood really. So good. I have a last question here that I think can tie in well. That's a little unrelated, but is actually very related. What would you say to, or like, tell me, tell me about how you would approach, um, a a mom who is not a new mom, a mom who has been a mom for, let's say she has children who are teenagers or grown adults, but has, has, uh, does jumping jacks and, and has some leaks. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that someone who falls into the category of someone you'd work with or what would you say to that person? How would you approach it? Yeah. So man, we, we, I hear this line a lot. I don't know if you've heard it, but, uh, some people say that postpartum is forever and it is. Um, 
some people don't like that phrase, but I think there's, there's some, there's some weight to it. Like you, just because your children are grown doesn't mean you might not still be recovering from things that happened during those pregnancies. And I, we hear it all the time. I'm pointing this way. Cause this, the gym is that way, <laughs> but we hear it all the time that women are like, Oh, like I pee myself when I do jumping jacks or when I run and like, well, it's just a way of life. Like it's because, and some people, it's not even that they've had babies. They just, as you get older and your hormones change and your bodies change, like these things happen to all kinds of people, but especially women. Um, and uh, you know, we, I love working with people who think that they're not in this, like, like this postpartum population because they're, their kids aren't babies anymore, but like that leaking that you're experiencing could be a result of that 12, 12 year old you have. Right. So we, and I, and I've said this before, we've talked about this in podcast before. I love that this whole team can work together and kind of like troubleshoot those things because yeah, it might be something that you feel like you need to live with, but like, you don't, you don't have to live with it. So like, Hey, let's send you over to Lynn and maybe Lynn can get you to go see a pelvic PT because it's never too late to do that. My mom went, when she, she was like, I'm 35 years postpartum and I'm going to see a pelvic PT. And she was able to, to troubleshoot some things that she'd been living with for 35 years. Um, so yeah, it's never, it's never too late to prioritize, uh, your health obviously. Um, but to treat yourself like a new mom, like find it, figure out what, figure out the things that may may have you've been holding onto that you think are a rite of passage as a mom, but they're really not. You don't have to live in discomfort. Um, you really don't. And we love, we love helping moms figure that out. Yeah, we do. We love it. And so, uh, that we're going to wrap this one up by saying, thank you for hanging out with us. If you, if you're on any podcast platform, make sure you give it a five star rating and leave us a review because you know that we appreciate it, but you know that it can also help change the lives of other people. And while you're at it, if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up on the video, click the subscribe button and leave a comment below and talk to us. Maybe you're a mom. Let us know what you deal with. Do you ever experience leaking? Please let us know. Tell us what your experience has been. Have you worked with a physical therapist before? Let us know. Or if you think physical therapists, specifically pelvic floor physical therapists, are even a thing, if you're not sure, comment below. Did you just learn about that? Did you just learn that? Comment below. We want to hear about it. We want to know about these things and, and hear about our community and what you guys are going through so we can help and grow and learn together. But for now, we're going to sign off by saying thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you again next time. Bye.